0: Get the
1: door! Right already! Ladies
2: and gentlemen! Have you been up long?
1: I've just had a nightmare. Not to worry, I've just the thing. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Coriander and tonight's special guest, Ethel from 13 Originals. How are you guys doing tonight?
2: Good. Doing good. 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 How are you? All right.
1: I am ready uh, to talk about this classic movie. Coriander, obviously everyone on the planet knows this is your favorite horror movie ever Uh, yeah so yeah yeah no no this is gonna be fun we're talking about an american werewolf in london directed by the great john landis uh very very cool movie um it just it's just amazing but before i start gushing about it i'll let you guys start first let's just do a quick take on what what this movie means to you? What do you think of this movie, movie? And Ethel, I'll start with you since you're a special guest, and then we'll go to Coriander. What do you think of this movie?
0: Oh, sweet. I I like it. I think it's a great blending of uh, horror and comedy, uh, which was mm. almost its Achilles' heel when they started it. Uh, you know, it, it having mm. in the so like it does that a lot. You got great special effects. Like special effects are awesome. Obviously, won an Academy Award for Best Makeup Effects,
2: uh, Rick Baker. So,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How how about you, Coriander?
2: Yeah. (laughs) What can I say? I mean, I love this movie. I love the score. I love the actors. The transformation Mm -hmm. is like we all say on this channel, it's the best. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, and yeah, Rick Baker, his effects are just. they're just so good and I just, yeah, love this movie.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more Uh, real quick in the chat. We'll see who we have in the chat and uh, then we'll get ready to start proper here. Um, We've got Taisha in the chat saying one of my fave, the eighties had the best horror films. I definitely agree. And thank you for joining us in the chat. We appreciate that. We really do.
2: Yeah.
1: We got Slasher Fred in the chat saying, I can assure you that this is not at least a bit, at at least bit amusing. (laughs) I can imagine we're going to have some of the quotes, too. (laughs) Uh, We got Patrick. Patrick's in the chat saying, we are here for Jerry.
0: (laughs) Right. That's too cute. (laughs)
1: uh slasher friend says uh this year marks the 40th anniversary yeah man yeah. it's crazy to think 40 years isn't that crazy wow
2: um, yeah it is
1: crazy uh, Pat- yeah, Patrick says, two words, Jenny, I got her. <laughs> yeah, she she, nice. she was great in this. She really was. Yep. Uh, and Fred was saying that nine years later that she would uh, appear in Child's Play too. Good point, man. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I almost had forgotten about Child's Play too. That was a good movie in its own right. Um, well, for me, uh, before we begin um, w- with the intro, for me, you know, I agree with what you two said this movie is just amazing it's 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 groundbreaking and it's stood the test of time as as has been mentioned 40 years and that's truly amazing it really is i mean this is to me the quintessential uh werewolf werewolf movie and obviously one of the greatest transformation scenes ever it's just amazing what they were able to do Mm in 1981 uh shout out to rick baker the master um, just so much talent so but anyway speaking fun. of the transformation how about we get to something special so for you guys in the chat for you guys watching the replay sit back relax you know what time it is Help
2: me! Please! Help me! Help me! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: in this home, no killing the vibe in the Night Watch Zone. Xenomorphs hype when the lights come on. Hit like and subscribe, and the show My blow, go viral. No COVID, it's a spiral Emotions, hand in the Bible. Only go in the dopest of vitals. Better tune in, yeah, you know it's vital. From negative, Kane Hodder, Corey G, down to Harry Potter, Shit's the Gorny Weaver, love the Night Watch Zone. Come with me to the Night Watch Zone. let's get down to brass tacks so coriander i'll I'll start with you let's talk about some of the high points of the movie this movie starts off very innocent like and you would never guess where it was going to go so take me uh through some of your thoughts in the beginning of the movie
2: i just love how it begins you know you got the guys in the back of a truck out you know with sheep let alone you know getting shit on and yeah, and they right, get let off, right. in like, in the middle of the moors, and yeah, I mean, they're even told some pretty good advice to, you know, stick to the roads, and, and right. just, yeah, yeah, and watch for the moon, and what can I tell you, yeah, it's just, absolutely. I love absolutely. how it began, you know, and they end up in that yeah. cheesy little, well, I don't want to say cheesy, but that little, you know, bar. Yeah, the slaughtered lamb. Yeah.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. it was just, um, yeah, I love how it began.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ethel? What were you thinking of in the beginning of the movie, how it started and stuff?
0: I I didn't know what to think because I'm like watching it and, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so it's just is- so this is supposed to be uh, a horror movie, I guess. You know, you got a, a, a comedy director, <laughs> a horror movie, but you know, cool. And uh, right. they're in there. cheap. they get to the bar. What kind of what kind of name for a bar is that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Uh, but,
2: you know, right. It's exactly. Funny. Mm.
0: They came off right. very genuine, like buds.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. Absolutely. Oh, man. Real quick in the chat, uh, Patrick was saying, I could never understand why David Naughton wasn't able to break out. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I, I wondered that myself. I really did. He was good in this. He really was. Uh, We got Jill. Jill's in the chat saying, Hey, hello,
2: Jill. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh, man. And uh, let's see. Sasha Fred says, also the movie has many references to the Wolfman, like when Jack and David are in the Slaughtered Lamb and they notice the pentangle on the wall, which is yeah. the mark of the Wolfman. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, let's let's get to that. I mean, once we're inside, Coriander, I'll throw it to you next, you know, it, it, it was played kind of like what Ethel was saying, it was kind of played for comedy, but you gotta love those guys inside of the Slaughtered Lamb and how you had this tension, and then you yeah, had the comedy. Yeah, not a very warm welcome. Yeah.
2: Right? right? I mean, you walk <laughs> in there, and I mean, everyone stops what they're doing and stares at you. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that <laughs> right. right there would be pretty intimidating to me. But yeah, yeah, and then you see that, you know, the pentagram on the wall, and it's like, wow, this is like, yeah, what kind of place is this? Where did they end up, you know? So yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It it was just really, really weird. And and everyone just kind of stopped and I'm like, I'm like, what is going on here? And that's Brian Glover, Glover, who, um, and of course I know, I know, um, you guys have an affinity for the alien movies, but, um, (laughs) alien three, man, alien three, he was good in that too. Um, So, you know, they're they're hanging out inside. It's a really weird, um, you know, tension filled atmosphere. Once they leave, though, that for me, anyways, when I watched Mm. it, once they leave, Mm. that's when I was wondering, okay, what is about to happen as the viewer? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. how about you, Ethel? Once once they're starting to walk, what were you what were you thinking at that point in the movie?
0: I'm thinking and now we're walking into horror territory is what I was thinking. Uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> mind the moon, on the roads.
1: Ooh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. I and mean then you
2: hear the sound, you hear that howl. Yeah. Shit, yeah. man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was great atmosphere because you again at this point in the movie, especially, you know, obviously the first time you watch it, you don't know what to expect. It's dark. It's misty. It's it's yeah. it's you cold. the moon. They're mm-hmm. they're on edge. They're cold. I mean, the way that John Landis shot the scene was so effective because I felt like they did. You know what I mean? And that's just him as a wonderful director. But obviously, yeah. we see that they do get attacked, and um, it doesn't end up too well for um for Jack. <laughs> I mean, seriously it was bad mm-hmm. I know it was bad news and then of course you know the uh the the, the folks from the slaughter, slaughtered lamb come and s- save the day uh but they're way yeah. too late at that point because I mean Jack is just Jack yeah, is look at him up. all kinds yeah was. all kinds of messed up um
0: <laughs>
1: I mean <It> so. <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean what and I'll throw this to both of you guys. What did you guys think of the gore? I mean, there was some really I good, I mean, it. 1981, you mm-hmm.
0: did, but I, did. Yeah.
1: I did. It, it looked it's realistic. What was that?
0: I say it's got great gore effects. Um, uh, in fact, they even cut some yeah. of the gore effects from this because, uh, Landis was watching uh, the screeners and he's like, Oh, this is a little bit too much. And of course now he regrets it, but, uh,
1: like, right. my job. yeah, I mean, it just goes to show because back then, and that's the thing, you know, as movies have gone, as we've gone through the decades, you know, movies have had different levels of, you know, what's acceptable and so forth. But um, that being said, I mean, I do think it still holds up with a lot of cool gore effects. Yeah, um, if only they do like a director's
2: and, and cut in and put those scenes back in.
1: Yeah, that would that's, be, a, that's a yeah. good point.
2: That would be really awesome. They,
0: float- they gotta be floating around somewhere. There was a scene uh, where he take where uh he's in wolf form and he attacks the uh the hobos and like he splits nice. one of them right yes. in half like that, drops it from the from above camera. And of course that was nice. one of the things that got But uh, yeah, that
1: would have been that would have been cool to see. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um Patrick was saying, uh, David was so popular when Werewolf was made, but he struggled after this film came out. Griffin Dunn had a better career. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, Griffin Dunn definitely had a better career. It's funny how that type of thing happens, though. Like, when you have a movie that does well, you expect, you know, the the, the leads to just shoot off and, and just be yeah. successful. But it doesn't always happen that way. In this movie... Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to a lot of movies, you know, in the genre, this movie was very well received. I mean, it had, you know, a great uh, had a great Rotten Tomatoes score. It was 87 percent. It was only um, six million dollars to do it and it grossed sixty two million dollars. So it was a critical success and it also was a success at the box office. And again, for 1981, that is really good stuff. You know, mm. but um, but let's get to kind of the heart, and and I do mean it by heart of the movie. Once David is saved by the townsfolk, um, he was bitten, and then he ends up in the hospital, and then of course, you know, we start to get into the whole idea with his love interest. Now, mm-hmm. what were you guys, what were you guys thinking at this point in the story? Because I, I gotta admit, when I first saw it, I I, I was Again, I didn't know what to expect. I think that's the biggest thing that I can say about this movie. What what were you thinking, Coriander, at this point, like as far as what's gonna happen or what's going on?
2: Well, with him having his crazy ass dreams and you know, these two flirting away, you know. You knew something was gonna happen between them, definitely. But and you know how werewolf stories go. You know he was gonna change. It was just a matter of when and and stuff, but the dreams that he was having when in that hospital, those are pretty intense.
1: Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean that's mm. why. And I, for the clip in the beginning, I've always yeah. that dream sequence always amazed me because it came out of nowhere. I don't. What What did you guys think about that? To me, <laughs> right. it came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really it did.
0: Like, like one minute he's in the hospital, the next minute, oh, it's oh, is this like a flashback? Oh, you've got the Muppet, right? That's- Right,
2: cutting everybody
1: down. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And he
2: ends up, you know, with one dream sequence running naked through the woods, ripping a deer's leg off. I mean, damn. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and the and the thing. Go
0: ahead. I was just going to say, of course, that dream sequence with the Nazi demons employs a double fake out, where he wakes up, but he's still in the dream world. It's a great. And that Nazi demon that slices his throat, that's actually Rick Baker in that mask. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it sure is. And, it, you know, and it's funny, too, because that whole sequence was so weird. But, you know, part yeah. of that was John, John Landis, you know, with his, his parallels, you know, to the Holocaust and, and, and things like that, as far as you know the nazis you know being obviously the villains of the story and 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 John Landis had a lot of that written into the script of the movie but it was just weird because it came out of nowhere and just stuff is happening and people are getting k- killed but like you said Ethel it's a dream within a dream so i always found that uh, very fascinating and it just shows yeah
2: those are the best it just shows
1: John, yeah and it just shows John Landis's style um in the chat, we've got Demonic Pretty saying, hi, this was a good movie. Yes, yeah. it really was. It truly mm-hmm. was. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Um, Patrick says, uh, the gore was on point. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Slasher Fred says, if you guys ever seen the Blues Brothers, Frank Oz also played the prison warden. Yes, he did. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh. We got Eric in the chat. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Um, He says, Is this the part of the stream where we discuss the werewolf's adventure in Paris? No, my bad. Oh, it is
2: your bad. Wrong stream.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We will not talk about an American werewolf in Paris at all. That's the only time I'm going to mention the movie. And that's it. (laughs) Um, But no, but he's having weird dreams. And, you know, the thing that was interesting and I think you started this part Coriander is that he knows that he's going to turn you know and that's the thing that's a little bit different because of course he gets visited by Jack and he's having all of these 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 you know delusions and he's talking to Jack he can't he can't believe it but yet he does believe it and uh, Griffin Dunn shout out to him because the makeup effect uh, the makeup, the prosthetics and everything was so amazing. And Rick Baker again, uh, the master at work. But Griffin Dunn actually got depressed shooting these scenes because as we know in the film, he he you know, he gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and does. Griffin Dunn was basically having an image of himself, you know, as he was die dead and decaying. So I mean I could only imagine how yeah. how bad that must have sucked for him. You know what That's I'm saying? Great. But, um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, once we get through all of that, and obviously, uh, David gets out of the hospital and he's hanging with, you know, um, his nurse friend, which, you yeah, know, they we have knew, their like move said, dance. We, <laughs> we knew that, we knew that that was going to happen. But, um, yep. What 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 were you guys thinking at that point of the story? Because obviously Jack explains to him what's gonna happen. If you don't kill yourself, you're gonna turn into the beast, yeah. the werewolf. And it's just a matter of time. So I like I said, when I first saw this movie so so long ago, I was really like, Oh man, he's when is he gonna turn? When is he gonna turn? How about you, yeah. Coriander? What were you what were you thinking about this? And of course the romance part of the story, which was integral.
2: Yeah. I mean yeah, this part was good because you had their little fling and, you know, you could yeah. tell that they really, you know, liked each other and. Right. Yeah. And then she like went to work and thank God the full moon was pretty, you know, not long after that because next thing you know, he starts to change and it's, yeah, it's like you, you said, it's it's incredible. It's, it's like the best transformation there is. And yeah, yeah he and, sees and course- Jack again. Yeah, and, yeah, before, yeah, and that was bad before he the transformation.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yep, yeah.
1: yep. I mean, so he yeah, looks again, horrible.
2: He, he, yeah, and he's warning him again, you know, you gotta pretty much kill yourself, man, you know, or you're gonna change and right. kill people.
1: But right, he just, doesn't realize, I
2: don't, yeah, I don't think he, like, believed him at first, really.
1: You Do know? you think he believed him, Ethel?
2: Uh, I don't
0: think so, because, like, he knows his—he knows his friend is dead. Yeah, and he—he's suffered a severe trauma, and here he is—he's being yeah. visited by a corpse. I mean, wow! And what a great idea that was, because like most of these kinds of werewolf movies, you just have the foreboding, and you've got the the uh, the the harbinger character who comes out. You know, yeah, it's usually an yeah. in- old. Yes. Or a gypsy, or something like that, and he'll come out and say, "Oh, right. you right. out. You're gonna become a fool. You're gonna be a werewolf. You're cursed." And it's like this time, it's like, "No, you got the undead, your best friend coming back, warning you." Yeah. And then and you the victim. victim, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you do,
1: it's
0: crazy. It's great. Yeah. What a great yeah, idea.
1: Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. no it was definitely imaginative and, and um, it, you just would never i just would have never expected it like i say when i first saw this there were so many things about it that were just amazing to me because they were so fresh and that's hard to say in this subgenre of werewolf movies to have have the movie come out and be so original and have all these creative things that John Landis was able to do, plus the dark comedy, and plus the wonderful um, makeup effects. I mean, they just—they yeah. were just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, and of course, you know, we get to the to the most famous scene um, of the movie, and I'm gonna tell you what, man. You know, when I saw this um, as a kid, it, it totally blew my mind. You know, I I truly believed. It, it was happening. I mean, I knew it was a movie, but it looked so damn real. Uh, nice. I mean, let me, I'll let you guys take a moment to talk about this. What, what do you think about this wonderful, wonderful scene, a legendary scene? I'll start with you, Coriander.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, this scene. I mean, you believe it. You feel the pain. I mean, and he, it's just incredible. I mean, you hear the bones mm-hmm. popping. Right. I mean, everything it just it just looks so good and it doesn't look cheesy i mean sometimes once they when, when you know we'll will start changing it looks okay but once you get to like the facial features and just certain yeah. parts of it it just looks cheesy but this whole transformation yeah. to me just it just worked and it, it was so good
1: yeah absolutely How about, how about you ethel
2: oh yeah i mean right
0: on the money with this transformation scene i mean rick baker himself credits the fact that it's so good because he had a long time to think about it Uh, he was made aware of this film back when he was working on schlock um Mm -hmm. and he got the script for it and he read it and he's like well can you do this i want to do a daylight transformation all one shot you know and he's like well uh maybe let's i want to i'd love to and (laughs) well he thought about it long and hard and the flawless man flawless victory
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and you know the other the other thing that was interesting too is that you know because landis wrote this script like like you were mentioning a little bit ethel he he wrote the draft of the script in 69 and you know it was shelved and he had talked to rick baker about these things and 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 all of that, but then Rick Baker started to work on the Howling. He started to kind of get the ideas and the concepts uh, for the Howling together. As a matter of fact, I think Caster Fred was saying it also marks the 40th anniversary for for the Howling. Yes, it does, and um, and we'll talk about that and also the the third movie in the Trinity of werewolf uh, high profile werewolf movies of the 80s. But um, he started to kind of work on the concepts for the Howling, and then Landis kind of went back to him because they were friends and said, no, man, you know, you've got to use these concepts for the movie that we've been talking about for years and kind of coerced him to come back to do American Werewolf uh, in London. And so then Rick Baker kind of turned over the duties of the howling to his protege, the great Rob Bottin, who, as we know, or anyone that watches this channel, we love Rob Bottin from John Carpenter's The Fame. uh, John Carpenter's The Thing fame. So... Uh, Rick Baker came back to American Werewolf and worked on these 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 wonderful um, effects, and they just popped. Everything popped yeah, about about how it happened, the sound effects, and and it was just amazing uh, what mm-hmm. they were able to do all in in camera. You know, it's just it's just crazy the way they were able yeah. to craft um, this scene. It still looks so amazing forty years later. I just.
2: Yes, it it, it, does. it it truly is amazing.
1: It truly this is tr- how
2: special effects should be. We always say it, not this yeah. CGI shit. I mean, it, it should be actual people doing what they were supposed to do, going to school to do. You know, is create yeah. and make these awesome things and not use computers. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a shame.
1: Yeah, and that. And as you can see, you know, some of the shots, you know, like right there, him being in the floor, you know, David Naughton being in the floor. And I mean, this is just creativity, you know, mm-hmm. it's just creativity. And and Rick Baker, I mean, he was and still is, is just one of the, mm-hmm. the masters of the craft. It's just amazing what they were able to do. But anyways, to kind of get get further ahead, you know, he transforms and he obviously goes on a rampage. And again, you're wondering where this is going to go as we kind of get towards and, and let me actually and I just forgot. I love that wonderful scene in the subway. What did, what did you guys think about yeah. that? The way that was shot was amazing. Yeah. Oh, in the tube. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was just it, it, it was really, really cool. I mean, and you it didn't was. know what to expect. Yeah, yeah,
2: you didn't, especially Um, because, you know, you're seeing him running and it's like, what is he running from? You want to see what's chasing him. And when you finally do, it's like, holy shit, man, you better run fast.
0: And that that escalator shot uh, where they're shooting down from the top of the escalator and you see the wolf come in. That's his favorite shot in this whole film.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah. And it's a wonderful shot, too, man.
0: You mm. get
1: everything. It's cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, of course, you know, you, he's he's become the werewolf, so you got to have that back and forth, because now he's, he's, he's wondering what he has to do. Does he have to kill himself and all those types of things? Of course, Jack is still around, but Jack is looking really, really bad. I mean, the makeup yeah. effects for Jack... Holy crap, man. No wonder Griffin Dunn had such a tough time with this shoot. Um, and and we get to the finale. Now, the other thing we didn't mention uh, beforehand, which I thought was a cool little subplot. It wasn't a big part of the story, but it was a cool little thing is that the doctor that took David in uh, in the beginning when he was attacked. He starts to investigate a little bit and he goes yeah. back to the slaughtered lamb to ask about, you know, what's going on and talking about, you know, the American that got Injured was talking about a wolf or a beast, and you know, again, it the tension in that bar (laughs) they all played it so well. I mean, I love that scene. Did you, I mean, you know, and it's a small subplot, it didn't, you know, have a huge impact on the film, but it was just cool little character moments, I think. And uh, John Landis, you know, throughout all of his movies, he's really good with characters and making them pop, even if they're small roles you know yeah but um anyways once we get to the finale and coriander i'll let you take this part what, what what were you thinking i mean obviously once he's loose on the streets of london and stuff and you know he he's just going on a rampage you know he's he's he saw the the ghosts of the people that he, had killed, yeah, and and then all he that. killed and he killed
2: the wh- night before yeah yes. and i thought it was so funny how he wakes up you know, before even this part where he's in the movie theater, where he wakes up in the zoo naked with a wolf, you know, and he's got to steal yes. the balloons from that boy. And yeah, it's just yes. <laughs> it's a great scene. And yeah, yeah I mean, when you have him calling his parents, you know, wanting to like talk to him one more time, telling him that he loved him and yeah. Cause mm. he knew then that, you know, he's pretty much screwed and that, yeah, he needs to take his life or, something because right. yeah he's he's killing people so yeah. yeah and the crash scene i mean good god that is like the best crash scene i've seen in a movie in a long time and i really haven't seen anything that beats it yet so it was great yeah. this whole movie Absolutely. i tell you it's just
1: great yeah and, and they that was and like they the had the- to shoot oh
0: sorry oh, good. that's all good I was gonna really? say that was like the first time in seventeen years where they let uh, somebody shut down Piccadilly Circus and film
2: there. Um, yeah, right. That's so cool. Yeah,
1: isn't it though? I mean, it, it is. It is really, really cool. And and they did that 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 scene like in one take. You know, and uh, and that's awesome. It, I couldn't yeah, imagine one friggin'
2: take, right?
1: Yeah, well, because they were pressed for time, like like Ethel was saying, you know, it was the first time in so long that they were able to shoot there. But John Landis, he was smart because he got he got the um, the police kind of to back him up on it because um, he knew that some of them were big fans of the Blues Brothers, so he actually had a a, a, a showing of the Blues Brothers for for the police, <laughs> and uh, oh, like I said, smart. man. A lot of these directors from back in the day, a lot of these creative people from back in the day, they were using their brains, you know, as far as yep. how to make things happen. We were just talking the other day about another uh, legendary director, George Miller, how he, you know, made things happen uh, that usually weren't allowed. So it's just crazy how a lot of these directors were able to, to do these these things yeah. um, real quick in the chat. Uh, Slasher Fred says, I love the theater scene when David sits and talks to Jack and his yeah. werewolf victims. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. It was really, really crazy. Um, Patrick <laughs> no, I'll tell him, You just uh,
2: need to the- kill yourself, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Matter of right. factly, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick was saying, The ending is sad. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it is a very sad, it's a tragic story, which you know. I think some of the best werewolf movies have that element and, and like you were saying coriander when he calls his family i mean it it really kind of got to you and also the idea that he had this woman who he started to fall in love with and vice versa yeah. and you yep. knew that they weren't going to end up happy so yeah. um we got halloween fiend in the chat what's going on man nice to have you nice Thanks. to have you welcome He was saying, Yep, the ending is indeed sad. Yeah, absolutely. And Slasher Fred says, John Landis also directed the music video Thriller. Yes, he did. Uh, I was actually about to get to that. Michael Jackson was a huge fan of this movie. And when he was deciding to do videos, yeah, and when he was deciding to do videos for his album, he contacted John Landis and asked him to direct Thriller. And that's cool. History was made again. I mean, obviously, <laughs> right. one of the most popular music videos of all time. Great practical effects in that movie as well, and and Michael Jackson was was a huge fan um, of this movie. Um, let's see, Halloween fiend says my wallet will also be sad after buying the new NECA figures. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see, Eric says, um, doesn't every song have the word moon in the title? Yes, it sure does. Much. Yep. It yep, sure every does. Song. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, absolutely. The soundtrack's
2: that. so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a really good soundtrack. I mean, again, yeah, all around this movie, it just it just it's, checked all of the boxes.
2: Yeah. yeah, it did.
1: Yeah, it really, really did. Um, mm-hmm. but as we get, you know, to to the ending, obviously the big thing is that he's going crazy on the streets, and um, Alex, nurse Alex, that is, um, does come to see him and sees him in his full werewolf form, which um, it, it, it it looks it looks amazing, but it was sad. I mean, what what did you guys think of obviously the ending of it? I mean, obviously it was sad, but I mean, any other thoughts? And I'll I'll start with you, Ethel.
0: Um, I thought, you know, it's it's a very fitting ending because the, the werewolf story uh, as a genre is usually a sad one. You know, you've got your tortured figure. He turns into a monster. He's genuinely a good person in, in normal reality. But once they have yeah. that full moon and that transformation, you know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of fitting. Poignant, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely. I agree with that. Um, how about you, Coriander?
2: Yeah, I mean, it it is sad. You know, she, she tells him she loves him. And mm-hmm. you can kind of see the, you know, the werewolf kind of has this look. And it's like that animal instinct that love just didn't matter. He just wanted to rip her apart. And, yeah, right. he ended up getting shot and killed. And yeah, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's, yeah, they loved each yeah. other. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely uh, We got Trivial Theater in the chat What's going on Triv uh, Saying damn I'm late to this rocking party <laughs> <laughs> That's okay You can check out the replay <laughs> <laughs> Oh man It's too funny um, Sasha Fred says We never get to see who Debbie Klein is <laughs> Right I know She was mentioned in the beginning <laughs> We never do get to see her That's oh, too man. funny <laughs> um but yeah you know the ending of it was really sad um obviously he yeah. gets shot and it's it's interesting because some people they were kind of jolted by the way it ended because once he got shot and obviously died right there and and alex sees that it just cuts and then it goes into you know the music and yeah. um you know again i think that's kind of that's john landis you know he has that I type like of the sensibility
2: ending. yeah
1: yeah I- yeah, Absolutely, I do too.
0: <laughs> I mean what more is there to tell on the story after that? Because it's like, well, you know, she's exactly. gonna be upset, you know, he's dead, you know, they'll cover it up. I mean, the yeah. right. black. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course, most movies, um you know, they don't end like that. So that was kind of again, this movie, you know, obviously I've seen it tons of times. You you guys have seen it tons of times. But when you talk about it, as far as, you know, a review or discussion, you know, a lot of times you look a little bit deeper. And in in talking about this movie, um, it makes me really kind of see all the little things that make it the classic that it is. And, and it's so many um, different ingredients in it. And we were talking the other night um, on our SuperStream um about how they want to do a remake. And originally the idea was for uh, John Landis's son, Max, to do the remake. And uh, that was, I don't know, maybe about two or three years ago they were talking about that. But it doesn't look like that's gonna happen with Max, Good. but now they're talking about um, oh, Robert Kirkman yeah. from Walking Dead fame is supposed to be kind of helming the project. What do you guys think about that as far as them trying to do a remake? No. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't think they either should. Either <laughs>
1: <enough>. <laughs> yeah. It's like don't yeah. don't go I mean, do,
0: with it, you know? It, yeah. you don't you don't go back. You don't an artist doesn't go back and redo a painting, you know? You you go back, you redo mm-hmm. someone else's work. It, what's the point? You already got a good movie yeah. here.
2: Remake a bad. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Leave the good yeah. ones alone and remake the piece of shit exactly go
0: go go, no, go they, after uh, where washington there, there you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah do do the paris movie uh, over you know that's what they gotta do not this right one.
1: right <laughs> <laughs> uh, eric was saying my only nitpick in this movie is that i don't think blue moon fit as a song to end the film with after the sad ending it was too fast and fun after following what just happened you know it's funny eric you just said that because we were just talking about it and you know from what i understand but also as a fan of john landis that was kind of john landis's you know comedic tone happening you know because it's like and actually i did see him say this in an interview it's because the audience went through so much in those last 15 minutes of the film you know There's the horror of, obviously, David killing and going amok in the streets. And then, of course, the tender moment when Alex is trying to, to quote unquote, save him and so forth. And then, of course, with him being killed, the tragedy of it all. And John Landis wanted to kind of keep that roller coaster going, whereas if he had ended it with a soft song, it kind of would have let the audience down like that but he wanted to bring them back up for a moment and jolt them um i mean i'm used to it now because i've seen the movie so many times but i think it fit as far as how john landis works you know what i'm saying like if this was another director i don't know if it would have been the same because you know but what did you guys think of the song choice at the end
2: like i said i liked the music i liked you know that that didn't phase me at all
0: yeah. It's, yeah. Well, like it ends on such a down note. You gotta have uh, you gotta have something upbeat to to listen to as you're getting up out of your theater chair and you're filing <laughs> down the aisle. You no. Know?
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, we got Jen's reviews from the grave in the chat. What's going on, Jen? How are mm-hmm. you doing? Nice to have you. Nice to have you. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, you know, when when the mo- when the song you know, when it cut the black and the song came on, it definitely jolted me. I was kind of like, whoa, well, that's kind of an interesting choice to end the movie. And I think that's exactly, and and I know it is because I've seen John Landis say it. That's that's exactly what John Landis wanted is for people to kind of be, you know, whoa, wow, that's crazy, you know? Hmm. But um, yeah, Patrick was saying, no, leave it alone, you know, talking right? about don't do a remake. Yeah.
2: Well, the, <laughs>
1: the, the the sad part about it is, is that unfortunately in today's world, this might be the last point that I make before we end up, but if they did a remake, obviously you would hope that they'd have respect uh, for this movie. CGI. But we all know, mm. that's what I was going to say. We all know yeah, that they would, they would not um, do practical only. They would try to use CGI, even if it's just to polish up some of the things in the movie. And unfortunately... We're just not at that. I, I don't know. CGI just has a certain look to it that isn't as, as organic.
2: Natural. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you think that things this is like, really happening. Yeah. Yeah. With CGI and it makes It's like, think, this
2: looks so fake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and it makes me think of uh, the thing, you know, the, the prequel that they did, the idea mm. originally was to do practical okay. and then support, supposedly the filmmakers uh, wanted to, or the studio, I should say, wanted to use some CGI to polish it up. And then next thing you know, instead of polishing it up, it was primarily CGI. And it just did not look anywhere near as good as the 82 classic. So I think the same thing would happen here. As a matter of fact, when Rick Baker worked on The Wolfman, the idea was to, to do practical, and he was all set to do that. And he was hoping to expand upon... The greatness that he had in this movie and then the studio stepped in and added cgi and i think that that was what made that movie a lesser yeah. film you know yeah. Yeah. it's just i don't know i just don't i just don't know if, if...
2: and i don't know yeah. if it's changed yeah. for the good you know because yeah if some movies it works but other movies it just doesn't
1: yeah absolutely um Eric says, uh, you know, me and remakes, I'm all for them. They don't tarnish the original and it opens up the original uh, to another generation. Yeah, I mean, that's true. The, my only thing is just that I, I would just hope that and I don't know. That's the point I'm trying to make. I just don't know if the studio would let someone do only practical or, or like I said, if they do only practical and just a little bit of CGI to polish up a little bit. I just don't know if the studios are ready to, to take that type of chance, you know. I just, I yeah. just don't know. Um, Patrick says I liked the music. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, but um, anyways, yeah, that's about it. I mean, this movie is 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 great. Um, it, it's it's the best. it's a classic. It's it's <laughs> yeah. stood the test of time. Um, mm. I I've seen it tons of times, and I'm sure, obviously, yeah. you two have as well. So, but. Um, yeah, as as far as the remake thing, I don't know. I don't know if they should and do it that. And
2: it doesn't get old. You, I mean, I can watch no, it, it doesn't. over
1: and over and over. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, anyways, um, that's about it uh, yeah. for American Werewolf in London. And Ethel, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, No problem. Anytime. I, 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 like, I like doing these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was great having you on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, real quick in the chat We got False Proxy in the chat Saying, all I know is that we need Another wolf cop (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Talking about when uh, Patrick Said that David played a cop in uh, Big Bad Wolf Oh man. oh man all right guys well anyways thank you guys in the chat for hanging out with us please give this video a like uh that will definitely help the video and help us out uh share this with anyone that you can think of that would enjoy it and if you're not subscribed to the night watch song please do so as we continue to try to recalibrate and return to form so anyways we'll catch mm-hmm. you guys later if you're watching this if you're listening to this you are the night watch peace out guys I'm